0: Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRinnell.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Rinald Show, we talk about some of the ways that we work on enhancing both strength and stability in our athletes. The Ask Mike Rinald Show. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to mikereynoldcom performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I am joined by our crew of physical therapists, strength coach team at Champion P-Team Performance up in Boston. We're here answering your questions, physical therapy, sports fitness, performance, career advice, anything you guys want to talk about, head to MikeRonald.com, click on that podcast link and we will keep answering those questions. So let me see, what do we got today? I feel like we've got way too many people muted and making funny faces on Zoom today. So that's good. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Tilly. So we doing, <laughs> <there? What's laughs> doing that.
1: Giggles,
0: giggles. <laughs> you get, we're, we're silly this morning, everyone. So um, we, I'm joined <coughs> here by, we have Dave Tilly, Dan Pope, Dwesh Podel, Mike Scuduto, Lisa Ru- did I, I said Lisa Russell last mm. episode, didn't I?
2: That's
0: okay. Wow. ruh
2: <laughs>
0: Lisa, Lisa, Lisa got married, changed her name. So Lisa Lowe, sorry, Pat, uh, Kevin Coughlin <laughs> and Lenny McCrina here for all of you. Len, who do we have for students today?
3: We have students. We do have students. Uh, we have we have Morgan Finlay, Morgan Kennedy from Finlay, Finland University. Morgan Morgan Kennedy from Finlay. We have Kim Lay from Marist College University in somewhere Pennsylvania, New York. And we have Eric Deutsch Deutsch Deutsche Bank from New York Institute of Technology in New York somewhere. Yeah, good students. We have a good group that, right now going on. We're missing one. He's taking his board still. It's, it's taken a week to do his board.
0: <laughs> Crazy. People are figuring out all, all the secrets. People are watching. They're watching Lots. Squid Game. <laughs> they're, they're, they're doing. All right. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Who's reading today? We got Morgan. I'm, I'm guessing Morgan. I'm guessing Morgan. Gosh,
2: how do you know that? So good. I don't
0: know. You, you seem super excited during the intro, so I figured it was you. So, Morgan, what do we got today?
1: All right. We have Noah from Chicago, Chicago. He's asking after going through your champion performance specialist program, I've learned that you, you advocate for working on both strength and stability to optimize performance in athletes. Can you give some examples of how you build programs in the gym that incorporate?
2: both?
0: I like that. Great question. Thank you, Noah from Chicago. Um, yeah, you know, really good question. I think like, you know, for some reason with the strength and stability concept. Some people are some people are, are usually really good at one and maybe not so awesome at others. And to me, I don't think it's like it's not like, you know, it's it's just a lack of experience. You have to just, you know, um, understand and see that um that little bit how they come together. So that's a big thing that we do at Champion and we talk about all the time is is how we work on both strength and stability of throughout the body. Right. So it was funny, Duesh and I were um I think we were just talking about this the other day, right? With some of our off season like training programs, like, you know, how to, how to, how to work on some of those stability things and and stuff like that. So Dewey, why don't you, why don't you start with that? Like kind of concept. So like we have, you know, somebody that obviously needs to build some strength, but we're a big believer here champion that we also have to work on how they control that strength and optimizing their movement. Right. So how, how do you work stability into people's programs? And then maybe like, if you can even give some examples, I think that'd be great.
1: Yeah, for sure. So for me, the, the first thing that I kind of start with is, um, the, the needs analysis of the athlete, right? So inherently we got to figure out is whatever sport or, you know, whatever activity this person does, is it a little bit more biased towards needing to be, you know, super, super strong and powerful, or is it maybe a little bit more required towards being stable? Right. So I think that's going to help kind of figure out what do we have a little bit more of, right. And then from there, we, we start picking exercises that are going to be a little bit more biased towards one versus the other after we've done that needs analysis. So for example, if we do a bilateral loaded squat, right, obviously that's going to be bilateral, symmetrical, very stable position. So the focus there is going to be building strength, right? So we push strength, we push load, making sure that people are getting stronger there. Now, if we, let's say go into like a single leg RDL, we know that you're on a single leg stance. You have way more frontal plane competency required. You have a little bit more transverse plane control. So you have a lot more demand for stability there, right? So we, we start figuring out what dosage of each one makes a little bit more sense for the athlete. And we kind of sneak in that level of dosage. Um, So that's typically how we set up like our, um, our strength exercises to be a little bit more on the strength side versus the stability side. Now, on top of that, a lot of times we will have a separate section to work on um, stability, dynamic control, and all that stuff towards the beginning of the workout whether it's a pairing with some of our power exercises is like an act of resting. Um, but for there we're, you know, we're pretty creative with some of our, um, stability exercises, like med ball chops. Um, you know, sometimes we've actually been using a lot of our water tubes and water balls. Um, I don't know if people are familiar with that, but having something that creates external stability demand. So essentially it's a, it's a giant tube filled with, um, half or, you know, a little bit less than half water rest air. So you have a little bit of load and you have a little bit more of an unstable more dynamic environment for us to control. Um, and we can do that on, you know, single leg stance, split stance, bilateral, whatever it is, right? Whatever amount of stability we're we're looking to induce on the on the client. So you know we tend to be pretty creative with sneaking some of that stuff in there. But overall, I think we do have a really well balanced uh, program for most of our athletes where they work all their strength and power stuff, making sure that they work stability in frontal and transverse
0: plane. Right. And it's funny too, like you mentioned just like, you know, somebody doing like a bilateral squat and then like a single leg RDL and you know, that is stability. That's not just like Mm -hmm. unilateral strength, right? That's stability be able to do a single leg squat. You have to stabilize in two planes and move in another. I mean, that's actually a a big stability component that I think, again, people just like take for granted and they think like, Oh, I'm not working on on stability. So, um, all right. So, so briefly, Dewey, give me an example. If you have like, let's say, let's say you have a general high school athlete, you know, maybe they're, you know, they're, they're, you know, well-rounded, right. They don't need one thing more than another, right. They don't need strength over power over dynamic control, right. Walk me through like a typical, like what's the session look like for them in terms of how you incorporate strength and stability exercises just in one section, like in, in real time.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I'd probably have it be somewhere where at the beginning of their workout or towards the beginning of their workout, um, paired up with their power work as as a filler, I might do some sort of stability work to maybe prep them for anything else they might have to do, right? So one that easily I, that jumps to my mind that I mentioned earlier was like a med ball chop that I might pair like a single leg med ball chop where you're accelerating a ball down towards your hip and you're having to stabilize that position. So that can help gain a little bit more control for some of our other med ball rotational work. Um, It might even help work on a little bit more deceleration and accepting force on all of our jumps and landings, right? So we might put that on early on in the workout and have that be like our primer. And then later on, we might have, um, let's say a trap bar deadlift as like our main strength exercise. And then to fill the rest of that workout with our more accessory or assistance movements, we might go into, you know, like a a deficit split squat or a single leg squat that you mentioned, uh, where it's a little bit more accessory work. But the focus of that is a little bit more biased towards stability, right? So our, our trap bar deadlift was our big strength builder for the posterior chain. Our next one might be that split squat or that single leg squat. That's a little bit more accessory bias towards stability. Um, that's not as much of a strength gain exercise. And it's a little bit more control. It's a little bit more, you know, having body control in different planes.
0: Yeah, I like that. Great. That's, that's, that's a great example of like how to, how to, how to pair those up. I like that. Uh, Mike, let me, I want to hear from your perspective, right? So you work with a lot of like, um, you know, adult type population athletes with golfers, right? That, you know, I know that you incorporate these two concepts with them. Why don't, why don't you maybe tell us a little bit about like why and how you do it with, with that population of like an adult recreational athlete? Yeah, absolutely. In my mind, I kind of break stability down into a
3: couple of different components. So I think of proprioception or your ability to know where your joints are in space. Um, I think of balance, which is kind of tied into proprioception and motor control with a couple of different components as well, including a visual component, which I think is is very important. Um, And then kind of motor control or ability to move your body into certain positions with good, smooth uh, motion without a lot of perturbations and without a lot of compensations. So I kind of break it into those components. And I think a balanced component, especially in an aging population that, want, that wants to be athletic, I think the balance component is very important. So we'll do some stability-based balance training. We will use uneven surfaces or unstable surfaces, um, such as like an air X pad. We may add some external perturbations to really work on um, stability and make it a little bit more, unpredictable as we go. So we tend to start our balance training um, and make it predictable. And then we add layers of unpredictability to have them be more reactive with their balance training. I think that is, uh, that does have carryover to sport, where they are either accepting some external force or creating an internal force, and they have to maintain their balance. Um, So we try to incorporate that into our training. And I think that applies in golf, if we want to create a powerful golf swing, um, but also hit the ball in the center of the face, we need some amount of balance and stability throughout the swing. If we're losing, if the golfer is losing their balance, it's going to be very difficult to maintain centeredness of contact on the face. Um, so we will break it down into those components, train each component, and then hopefully be able to make that more applicable to their sport down the line once we've kind of checked the boxes along the way.
0: Yeah, I like it. And it's not like it's not focusing on one side of the spectrum, right? If all your focus is on strength, you have like a really strong person that maybe aren't, isn't precise with their strength. And if all you're focusing on is stability and control, then maybe you're very precise, but you're not very powerful with that, right? You don't have that that strength with it. So that's a good combo. So um, I, I want one more thought on this. And I want to go I want to go to the fitness pain free Dan Pope. Fitness pain, So Dan, a lot of your clients could probably bench press me for reps of 10, right? Like that's, that's, that's pretty common, right? So we get these really big, really fit people that, um, you know, would argue that they're all amazing athletes, right? They probably all think they're amazing athletes, right? How, how do you incorporate stability into their programs when they probably see it as like a, you know, what is this silly thing that we're working on? I just, I just want to work on, you know, my snatch.
2: Yeah. Well, I guess it's a bit of a selling point, right? You know, if someone, let's take the shoulder. So, if you have some sort of surgery, let's say a surgery on the capsule or labrum or something along those lines, you're probably going to have altered proprioception. You're going to have a ton of weakness that goes with that. And people want to get back to dynamic motions. They want to be able to clean and jerk, they want to be able to snatch. So, you want to get the shoulder prepared for that. And stability is obviously really important. Um, one of the things that we do at Champions, we have manuals where we use rhythmic stabilizations. What I do after a certain period of time is I start to move them towards movements that are still unstable, but they're a little bit look a little bit closer to a cool movement that people want to do in the gym. You know, so we do a lot of bottoms up kettlebell work and we're doing presses overhead. We're doing windmills. We're maybe doing variations of movements the athletes are already familiar with. So it feels like they're progressing closer to a snatch or a clean and jerk. We still get to work a little bit on the stability of the shoulder joint, just because once you start snatching again after, let's say, some sort of surgery, uh, we really have to prepare for that. And you've got a, a heavy load, and it's a little unpredictable in terms of where it's going to land, and we have to be able to stabilize that weight when it gets up there. So, preparing that's obviously very important, and I tend to use fun, cool exercises because people love those <laughs> that look a little <laughs> bit closer to a clean and jerk and snatch. Uh, so. Yeah, and, but I.
0: But then correct me if I'm wrong, when they get back to them their functional activity, they, they reap the rewards, right? They say like, oh, I feel like I'm able to, to actually either be stronger, or faster, or accept more load or whatever,
2: because I've incorporated both, right? Exactly. I'll even, you know, people that like to listen to my advice, um, just because most folks just want to train, you know, I will give them those accessory exercises to try to keep the shoulders strong and safe over the course of time. I think it's really smart to incorporate some of that on a weekly basis just like if you were a pitcher you're going to be doing rotator cuff exercises you know whatever it is um we should probably think about accessories for overhead stability uh, for those barbell athletes in the same way just use you know exercises more specific to their needs awesome yeah great way of saying it so um awesome uh, I, I mean i to me
0: when you put strength and stability together you uh, you end up having the the best results over time and a lot of people um, I think sometimes they 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 take that the wrong way that they think that we're not getting better at either. It's just remember that it's a spectrum. Sometimes in, in some portions of people's program, we're more worried about strength when other times we're more worried about dynamic control, right? And then there's times that there's a blend and there's a way to do it. So that's the key to really kind of figuring it out is making sure that you understand, like like Duesch said at the beginning of this, is like you understand the unique needs of the person in front of you and what they need right now. What's their needs assessment for strength, power, control? whatever it may be, and make sure you're focusing on that. But again, it's almost always better to work on everything together, just maybe with like a little bit more of an emphasis on the thing that's that low hanging fruit for today. So um, awesome. So great question, Noah. Thanks so much for submitting. If you have a question like that, head to micround.com, click on that podcast link, and you can fill out the form to ask us a question. And please head to iTunes, Spotify, please rate, review, and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much.